Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. And welcome to the Dash Radio. This is Monday night at 8 p.m. for our back-to-back Monday night special. <laughs> fabulous and fabulous. <laughs> I'm Dawn Wright Bronze, and my co-host Peter Mingles is joining Peter's us. Here. Peter's here again. Again, and we have Axel spinning the records, and we have Mr. Scott Allen for his fantastic part three of this MLM series. Welcome back, Scott. So glad to be here. <laughs> Had a great holiday weekend. Spent the weekend uh spent the weekend with grandkids and building patio furniture and just just enjoying life. It's great. There you go. There you go. And and uh and finding Easter eggs. Don't forget. Yep. <laughs> so so Scott, last week it was kind of a bummer. We heard what sucks about MLM. <laughs> so we're, it's time to scoop up all of our network marketers out of the gutter that they've been in for a week, waiting for their next episode of <laughs> to hear how you're going to put it all back together for them. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about a couple of things, a couple of kind of main things this week. Is one, one is I really want to get into one of the things that that people struggle with so much in their excelling in is is uh, response from their friends and family, and, and it's so easy to look at the negative numbers around it and the failure rates around it and and even some I think some of the even best resources that are out there talking about that don't really address a couple of the the really key things. So one of the things I want to do is I want to I want to take a look at some of those um uh you know some of those myths and facts and and, um, and help people kind of really get in touch with that so they can both so they can feel better about it themselves um, understand what the you know what the real issues are, and also can address that with people when that that objection gets raised. The other thing that I really want to get into is you know we we talked about that that one of the one of the big challenges is is um, you, you know some of these myths. Well, you're not going to have to sell. You're not going to have to market. Yeah, you do have to to learn some of those things. And I want to you know talk about some some approaches to you know to to learning that and some good resources for learning those things. You know, again, gotta offer you offer you some hope that there's, uh, you know, that there's definitely a, a path forward with that with your network marketing business. Amen. Absolutely. And so, so carry us through. Let's hear it. Okay. So, um, you know, the, the the thing that we hear, you know, one of the most common things we hear is, you know, because ninety nine percent of of network marketers lose money in their in and uh you know in, in this business and that 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 the failure rate is is so high in it well there's there's um you know there's a couple of uh, there's a couple of realities of it that that um that kind of get ignored anytime that people are talking about anytime people are are looking at those at those at those success rates one of the first 
is that a huge number of people, and since more than 40% of people who are who show as a distributor and who will show on the income disclosure reports as a distributor are people who solely signed up as a distributor basically to be able to get their product discount. So Absolutely. right off the bat, when you sit there and say, oh, well, 99% of them you know, failed at it, well, it's like 40% of those people never intended to make any any money at it. In fact, they signed up they signed up to save money and they're registered as a distributor and, and you know there are there are tons of companies that either have they have you know no sign up fee or you know the I mean the company that I do my supplements through I don't I don't actively promote. I do a referral here and there but it's you know, twenty nine bucks a year. I save you know, I save thirty percent on four hundred dollars worth of supplements a month for my family uh, by you know by being registered as a, as a distributor. So of course I'm a distributor. Am I failing at it? <laughs> you know, no. I love the product. I it, it it offsets a little bit of my you know of my expense. So you know, right off the bat, you got to you can sit there and say you know forty percent or more are people that had no intention of trying to make any money of trying to make any money yet. You also then, you know, beyond that, you've got to look at um if you you know if you look at the surveys even that the direct selling industry has uh has made of of you know how much time people have put into it. Well of those people less than less than eighty percent or it's um it's less than actually less than twenty percent have put more than two or three or four hours a week into it. Okay? So most people most of those people have never truly pursued it as truly pursued it as a an actual business. They've made you know, tried to make I, a referral gotta, here or there and and so, I mean, you, I mean, right there, you discount, you know, eighty percent of the remaining sixty percent. You're down to less than, you know, you're down to less than twenty percent that have ever, you know, that are, have ever even really, even given it any kind of true effort to to have, you know, to actually make any money at it. I completely, like, completely concur with that. You know, I've been with a company, then went through the process of creating an income disclosure statement and 25 years I spent in network marketing and I've never done it except for one company um, and didn't even know that it existed, didn't know it was what gave people the right to talk about what money they've earned, um, didn't know anything and really, really, I mean, and this is like, you know, it was it was an amazing bit of information to get. It was a hugely um, enlightening process and I got to tell you that you know the the mean and the median of of the industry that that you got to take into account people whose wives went and joined for the weight loss product discounts who who got involved in something thinking they were going to spend ten bucks to make ten million and do ten minutes worth of work and they were going to sit like a lottery and win um and and ninety percent i would say ninety percent of the people that get involved with a network marketing company do nothing, which is why ninety percent of them make no money. Um, right. And and what you're saying is absolutely just the bottom line truth. You know, people don't go and get a job and not go to work and expect to get a paycheck, but they do in network marketing. <laughs> right. They, 
I, I don't know why. I don't know who ever said, you know, you're going to get this job, but you don't have to ever show up for it, and you don't ever have to do anything, and this company is going to write you a paycheck. I mean, any any company who did that would go out of business. But for some reason, people think network marketing companies should pay them even though they don't do any work. Right. Right. Yeah, it's it's absolutely true. And 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 so here's the thing, you you know, you can't you can't sit there and reasonably you're not comparing apples to apples if you compare the rates even that are, you know, the required reporting rates or the required reporting information from a network marketing company, you cannot compare that apples to apples to someone who has gone and started their own business and actually tried to, you know, do a website and put money into it and gone at it full time. I mean, it's it's you know it's truly I mean it's it, you know it's truly you know apples to cucumbers comparison. Um, <laughs> you know, and when you know, and when you look, you know, we even talk about you know when you look at the failure rates, you know, when you look at the failure rate sizes. Uh, you know, even franchises have you know a shockingly high. Uh, Failure rate. Um, you know the the you know you sit there and think, oh well, someone sit there and and puts two hundred fifty thousand dollars into it, and you know and you find out. I mean, there's a site called Blue Mau Mau, Blue B L U E M A U M A U dot org, and you know you can go look at that and go find the failure rates. I mean, there we're sitting here looking. I'm sitting here looking at the worst twenty five franchises to buy in two thousand and twelve. And you know, and uh, the worst one had a seventy-one percent failure rate. Seventy-one percent failure rate on the franchise. And some of these things, I mean, some of these things are big names. I mean, you sit there and look at, uh, you know, a, a Blimpy franchise. Okay, that's a that's a major national uh, chain. Has a forty-five, forty-six percent failure rate. Marble Slab Creamery has a. Uh, a 44% failure rate, and Cold Stone Creamery about the same. Quiznos, Quiznos subs have a 40% and a 39% failure rate. So you know, so when you take and you discount the, you know, when you sit there and take and, and basically right off the bat rule out about 80% of the people who are registered as a distributor, and then only you know look at the top 20% who have actually even even tried to treat it as a business. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, you've, you've got to, you know, you've got to look at the numbers realistically. And I mean, this isn't this isn't apologetics. This is just this is just rational, critical thinking. Looking at saying, you know, that the intent of people going into a network marketing business, at, you know, or registering as a distributor uh, for a network marketing company, that's not a comparable pool to people who have. Uh, you know, who have started quote, you know, started a business or started a franchise. And like I said, when you look at when you look at the real numbers even on some of these big name franchises and you see, you know, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy percent failure failure rates on these big franchises, all of a sudden you realize, you know, wow, you know, the actually the the real numbers when you look at the, the real numbers behind people who have actually gone in and put in the effort it's a whole different ball of wax, and 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 also, what do you define success as? Now, you know, for me, for me, I'd rather have people on my team who are making five hundred bucks a month from four hours a week, than who are making, you know, than who are making five thousand a month 
and work at 80 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's not the it's not what the, the total amount of money you've made. It's what's the return on you know what's the return on your time investment. So it's the, to look at total numbers, you have to always look at you know so some of when they say that the average income of of uh, you know a network marketer the average amount of money that they made or even you know was you know one hundred and sixty dollars in the year or whatever. Well, the average amount of time put in was less than an hour a week. <laughs> so when you put in the you know when you compare the average income to the average you know to the average time effort um you know it's i mean you have to look at that you can't just look at the total number and say well you know people are only making a few hundred dollars a year at network marketing it's nonsense to even to even try to run those kind of comparisons absolutely without a doubt all right, so we only have about a minute. Let's just go ahead and get a word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Scott Allen here at The Dash. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business, and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level? For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back to the Dash Radio. This is Dawn Wright DeBronx. We have Peter Mingles and we have Mr. Scott Allen talking about what's what's so great about MLM and what 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 people need to know about the MLM industry and wrapping up a great three part series. So take us where you want to go next, Scott. Sure. Well, I, I think uh, the the so that gives an idea about you know about handling some of those some of those objections that a lot of people are going to raise and that people may have had their you know their own doubts about or when people talk to you about it just I mean you just got to get people you know just get people to apply critical thinking and not just go with the knee jerk reaction. Uh, uh, the one of the things that we talked about last time was we talked about the that one of the biggest challenges is. Uh, you know, or some of these myths that that you don't have to sell anything. All you've got to do is present. This is playing a semantics game. Um, you know, this, it's you you are selling, but let's just define that. You know, redefine selling. That selling isn't necessarily what you think of as your classic used car salesman just trying to make sure you drive something off the lot. If we start to think of you know, if we start to think of selling as really a form of service, um, trying to together discover whether the product, the opportunity is a good fit for the person. And if that's the objective, well, then, yeah, it's selling. 
and there's nothing wrong with that, and don't be afraid of that. Um, you know, people may people may want to, as we talked about, may want to relabel it just to kind of help uh, avoid some of the fear that people have around selling. And you know, maybe that's what you need to do at first, but but eventually you're going to want to start saying, hey, I do want to increase my sales. I do want to sell more. How am I going to learn how to sell more? Well, I better learn something about selling. <laughs> Um, I want to have more leads. I'd better learn something about marketing. Um, you know, even if you're gonna, you know, even if you're gonna buy, even if you're gonna buy a system, even if you're gonna buy leads, you still, you've got to be an informed consumer. Um, you know, you you didn't uh, hopefully get into your network marketing opportunity without doing some, you know, doing some research, and maybe you didn't become an expert on it beforehand. But you know, you did your due diligence, and you need to do the same thing. Um, even with these things that you're going to outsource, you have to know enough about what it is you're outsourcing to, you know, to understand um, how it fits in the scope of your whole business. How to, you know, how to choose the right right people to to, you know, the right service providers, the right tools, etc. Um, I don't have to become an expert on um, taxes. Let's say, and I heard the, you know, the the the, the sponsorship from you know on, regarding taxes. I don't have to become an expert on taxes, but I ought to at least learn enough about it to know whether, you know, to 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 know how that fits into my business plan, to know how it fits into my business budget, uh, to know what options are available uh, in terms of outsourcing, and to figure out whether you know whether or not that makes sense for me. So you've got to learn business. Ta-da! <laughs> you've got to learn. <laughs> If you're going to be, if you want to be treated with the respect of being, you know, a business person, not, oh, that MLM guy, if you want to be treated like a business owner, then you've got to act like a business owner. And that means, that means knowing your business. And, and that means, uh, I'm going to tell you, here's the thing, a lot of leaders are not necessarily going to like hearing me say, um, is it means you need to get educated by somebody other than your network marketing leaders. I'm not saying that they're giving you bad information or, you know, or they might even be able to guide you to some other, you know, other good information. But point is, is you, you know, you can't just rely on them to stay up to date on everything you need to know and be your one sole uh, source for developing your skills. Um, you know, if you're, you know, if you want to stay up on, you know, I mean, just just start reading. I mean, just start by becoming a, a, an information sponge. Start by, you know, reading um, uh, Business Week and and uh, you know Business Week and Entrepreneur Magazine and Inc. Magazine and uh, you know the About dot com guides uh, and some of these other sources that are outside of the industry. Uh, I guarantee you, some of the best you know the marketing stuff. I mean, the marketing stuff that you're going to learn in marketing circles is going to be completely applicable to your network marketing business. Um, you know, and so you want to be reading, uh, you know, if you want to see what's going on in marketing, you want to be reading, I mean, Seth Godin is a, is a great source for staying up on what's, what's happening in marketing and getting innovative and creative ideas. Uh, marketing profs. MarketingProfs.com is just a, a tremendous resource uh, in terms of really staying on top of, of marketing. If you're wanting to learn, you know, social media, um, you know, there's so many different, there's so many different good sources out there for that. Um, 
Uh, and so, you know, don't just rely on sources within the network marketing industry. Yes, they may have some some helpful angles and some helpful information um, that's industry specific, but you've also you've got to you've got to look for you know for other sources outside uh, outside of the industry to really you know to really keep your skills honed. Absolutely. And um, you know, there's there's a lot of really good stuff out there for learning the network marketing industry. I mean, Peter Mingles. I, I hate to say this and, and put Peter on the spot, but um, Peter and I met because I was so blown away by my, somebody gave me a referral to go check out NetworkLeads.com for sales training. So for anybody who's out there who is looking at wanting to learn how to sell. Um, I actually fell in love with the Mingles Brothers before I ever met the Mingles Brothers because I went over to NetworkLeads.com and for free, I was able to go ahead and check out all of their sales training. It's something called an LMS system. They give it away for free. Um, I don't know if Peter's really like bragged about himself as much as he should, but you know he blew the socks off of Electrolux and direct sales, and he is one of the best sales trainers out there. And he gives the whole farm away for free. So you can sign up for a free LMS system, and you can go ahead and do hundreds of hours. I think it's hundreds of hours of sales training. Is it hundreds, Peter? Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Hundreds of hours. and hundreds. <laughs> I didn't want to, but it's probably thousands. So if he says hundreds, it's thousands of um, of hours of sales training that you can go ahead and get. And he's doing how many live webinars a week? We do are you twenty? Ready? 27 at least right now, and we just added another five. For free, okay, for free, on learning how to sell. So it's not like it's like, oh, well, I can't learn because I don't have the money, because that's just a bunch oh. of bunk. You can go ahead right. and get tons of good training, absolutely free. Yeah, yeah, there are, there are some great, I mean, there are some great resources in this industry that are free or very cheap. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean their their side their terrific. You also, I mean, get yourself a network marketing a networking time subscription. There's so much good stuff there, and, and um, you know if you don't have the money for the the if you don't feel like you have the money for the paper, the I think the electronic subscription is like twenty bucks a year, and that gives you full access to everything uh, you know through their online site. Um, there's so much good stuff there. There are a lot of people. I mean, a lot of the leaders in this industry provide some, you know, some great training that is uh, great free training that is um, company neutral. Um, you know, I, I mean, I highly recommend Randy Gage. Randy Gage uh, Prosperity TV um, does videos, does constant videos that he's got stuff out there that is, you know, he's a great resource. Uh, um, uh, I'm also well, the, the cool thing. The cool thing, Scott, is you can pick you can pick somebody you gravitate towards. So right. some people might be interested in one or the other, but there's plenty of resources out there to go find it. And if you're having a struggle with money, learn sales, so you won't have a struggle with money at least for right. those nominal things. If that makes sense. Right. Right. Hey, one, Absolutely. One of the things you were on, you were on a roll, so I just want to kind of like to add to that little bit of role that you were just kind of on as far as some of the great things about network marketing. Network marketing is what probably one of the only professions that I know that you can sponsor away your weakness. So let me just use this. If somebody says, well, I don't like selling, I said, well, then that's fine. Find somebody that likes selling. 
find there's entrepreneurs in every group. Find an entrepreneur that likes selling. And quite honestly, I don't care. Don't say that. I, I just say that just for play. I don't care whether you like selling or don't like selling. If you can find a hundred people that like selling, who cares? You could you could not like selling as much as anybody not, doesn't like selling. It's the only profession that right. I know. If somebody says, you know, I'm going bold, well, then find guys with hair. I mean, that's the thing you can do in network marketing. You can find guys with hair. You don't like to work out. Well, find people that do. You don't need to lose weight. Well, find people that want to. There's like a bazillion people that are entrepreneurial, and that's probably, I think, especially in tough economic times, if you want to find people that are interested in making money, man, they should be all over the place. I mean, they should yeah. be like they should be like a bakery on a Sunday, you know, giving away cookies. They were all over the place. <laughs> that's such a great point. And, and I think, you know, one of the things – um, I think that's such a great point in that, that there is no, like, one personality type that is necessarily better for um, network marketing than, than any other. There are some people, you know, there are some people who are, um, yeah, who are great salespeople and they can go out and they can present and they can, with enthusiasm, and they will, they'll both recruit and um, make retail sales. There are people who are, you know, who are uh, grinders. There are people who will just go out. I mean, you know, if you sit there and think about some of the people um, in, especially in some of these companies like, uh, you know, catalog catalog based things like Avon or or Clean Easy over in the UK, who just they just go out and they just they just do it, and it's just repetition, repetition, repetition. And even without recruiting a bunch of people. They still make a bunch of, you know, they still make good money off of their retail sales because they're consistent about them. They build up that base uh, uh, over them, and they're, and they're, they're that, that kind of person who can just repeat the process, repeat the process, repeat the process. There are other people, me Where personally, I'm more the, I'm more the trainer type. Well, I was are. saying, so there's other people like me who are, I'm more the trainer type. I'm not a I'm not a big sales guy. I can I if I'm enthusiastic, I'm enthusiastic. And, you know, and I'll and and I'll tell you, you know, even as long as I've been around this, I'm still I still get a little uncomfortable presenting an opportunity to people. Um, you know, it's uh it's not something that I just that just comes naturally for me. But once I got someone signed up, I will support that person to the ends of the earth. I will, you know, I'll be on them. I'll help them work out their system. I'm a great mentor, okay? So there's that approach too. So, yeah, you can absolutely, um, you can absolutely recruit to cover your weaknesses and, you know, and build your organization um, around your strengths. So that's a, that's a great point, Peter. Well, thanks. I know we're going to be coming to um, another thing, but I, I just have to kind of add on my punctuation to the income disclosure thing. If you've ever heard me say the expression, unless I know all the variables, any conclusions I draw are probably wrong, you would probably know, and Dawn, i got to check, is this a free speech conversation? Are we allowed to like, speak freely here? Okay, there we go. I have, I have never seen a more meaningless disclosure. I've never seen anything more meaningless than an income disclosure statement in network marketing. Because you don't know all the variables, like Scott already mentioned, and knowing that you don't already know all the uh, variables tells everybody that 100% of the people are going to draw the wrong conclusion. So I have never seen anything more absolutely just doesn't make any sense at all because of all the reasons that Scott documented. They're all over the place. Right, but so, think right. about it. It's the one thing that, ev that we are 
demanded by law to create in order for someone to tell the truth about how much they're actually earning. (laughs) So I'm not allowed to say I bought a new living room sofa because of the, of the, with the money that I've earned. And I'm not allowed to show you the actual check that was written in my actual name because somebody said so, that that would be deceiving unless that document's been created by the company. So, That's like, if the company doesn't create the document, I can't show you my real check um, because it can be deceiving because not everybody can get my check, you know? So it's like it, it really is a little backwards. I completely agree. And... You know, but I don't make the laws, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why we're checking out free speech. But anyway, yeah. uh, Axel, I think <laughs> Axel's going to redo a record, and if we're still here, that means we're still okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you've kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash. This is our second second show for the evening, showing everyone that we are expanding our schedule. Woo! Um, <laughs> to an 8 o'clock show. We're working on Monday nights. We have Bob Adams on Thursday nights at 8 o'clock, and, and our show is beginning to expand. It's very, very exciting to be part of The Dash right now, so, so make sure that you keep tuned in. If you haven't, click the follow on the top left-hand corner of the screen that you're looking at when you're listening. And please do, and you'll get you'll get notifications when we're doing a show. Because with the new shows that are coming on, we've got some new guests that that we have done such a bang up job. We've invited them to have shows, and uh, we're working on expanding the schedule regularly until we are a full blown radio station with tons of programming. So make sure that you keep keep you guys. And I have to say, I forgot to say. Thank you to a company that has been really, really awesome. So I have to give a shout-out to RadioGuestList.com. i got to tell you, if you guys have a radio show, if you're doing something out there and you're looking for really great quality guests and a whole lot of them, RadioGuestList.com has just been a fantastic resource. They're a great company. We've been working with them for a while now. We're getting just these wonderful people, and they're they're wonderful people who want to do stuff, and they wanna, they're aligned with our vision, and, and uh, I just wanted to make sure that I gave them a shout-out. I forgot to give them a shout-out where when we were on with Dr. Kathy Groover, and she came through them, and uh, so did John Ojaka and some really, really fantastic people. So for those of you who are out there, you got your own radio show, make sure you, you go over to radioguestlist.com and told, tell them the dash sent you. All right, that was it for my little segue or, or my little 
sponsor pitch or <laughs> whatever we want to call it. And we are back with our, with Dr. Scott Allen. See, I just I graduated you to Dr. Scott now. <laughs> that was the fastest well, see, PhD. Now, the, 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 now the Dr. Scott, I, I know two Dr. Scotts. Now, one of them is the guy, <laughs> one of them is the head guy at Isaac, and the other one was, uh, um, it was uh, from... Uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> so, it's just a step to the left. <laughs> so, you know, I got to say, I was just sitting here watching somebody get really the uppity on Facebook as we were talking about this guy, Buck Wild star, Shane Gandhi, being found dead. And I know that this is like a really, really, like, tangent but i gotta say something right now because somebody was really upset about the whole um the whole reality show thing and how this guy and 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 all of the shows like him you know who cares that this guy was this and that and the other thing and then i i look and i glance and it said that he was found dead in a vehicle along with his uncle and the third unidentified person and my argument went okay well i think it's a bigger state of the union and state of consciousness um, faux pas, let's say, if we don't think that three people being found dead in the car is news, even if it's the janitor, right? So, you know, I'm looking at it going, you know, I'm really kind of worried about America right now. Yeah. You know, we can't tell the truth about what we're doing. If we are, then we can get in trouble. And we can't tell the truth about if something makes us feel better and if we're well because of, you know, I don't know, turmeric, um, we can't mention it. If we make money on turmeric, we can't mention it. Now, if we don't make any money on turmeric, you can say something about it. But, but you know, you could you could be, you could have, you know, helped 5,000 people get well with it, but you can't say anything if you actually have a turmeric company, you know. They, well, it just it seems to me like there's no sense to the, the rules that are governing these days. I mean, I I get the intent. I mean, I'm deal, I'm getting ready to deal with this right now. For example, um, I'll tell you, uh, Oren Woodward, very prominent network marketing leader, is a is a client of mine, and he has a new book coming out on April fifth on April sixteenth, and sent me a review copy of it. And oh my God, I am just so blown away by this book. Okay, now he's not paying me to do anything at all with the book. That's not the work that I'm doing, but. I'm going to be posting a review of this book on Amazon and on my blog, and I'm going to be pulling quotes from it because it is so inspiring and so timely and so important for what's going on in America right now. It seems to me ridiculous that I have to sit there and say every single time, "Oh, by the way, Oren's a client of mine, and this is not a paid, but this is not a paid review." <laughs> Just you know, and and yet it then makes people skeptical about it because you know because because of this. And I mean, and the thing is, is just that the one of the things that's happened in this sort of world of social business is these boundaries between you know friend and associate and business relationship, and you know just becomes you know becomes you know it's it's very fuzzy, it's very gray. Uh, you know, if I if I have ads on my website, I'm all of a sudden now I'm a commercial blogger because <laughs> because I'm trying to offset my my hosting cost a little bit, right? Or you know, not even being aware, or if I'm promoting something as an affiliate, um, that I mean, 
when did the assumption, when did we get to the point of assuming that that I would write a fake review to promote a product that I'm going to make money off of rather than the assumption that I'm promoting a product I believe in and I wrote a review and I love the product and I'm sharing it and that's why I'm doing it. I mean, I think that's, I think that's, you know, I mean, I think how sad, how mm-hmm. truly sad is that that the assumption would be that someone, that anyone would promote a product they didn't believe in just to make them. Yeah, I, I completely they love the agree product with you. And that, that they're sharing it and that, you know, that they're sharing it and they would share it anyway, but as long as they're sharing it, why shouldn't they be able to get, get a little bit of money off of, the, off of the referral? I completely agree. I think that, you know, like I've been 25 years in network marketing and, you know, I refer products and services and people to each other all the time as a person, but you know what, there is no reason that I shouldn't get paid for referring something that I think is a valid, strong product by the company, and and how can that be in any way except for saying thank you to the people who love your product and service? It's right. just, it, it doesn't make any sense to me how that can make it illegal for me to tell. I mean, if something, if I have cancer and I use a product that heals my cancer and I scream it from the rooftops and then I'm like, oh, my God, I want to be your poster child. I want to get out there. I want to go sell this product. I want to commit my life to this company because you gave me my life back and I want to go ahead and do it for a living. I want to give up all of my other income and do this and only this. My telling everybody that this product healed me of cancer became illegal in that moment. It just, right. this blows my mind. This is like, how in the world can this be? <laughs> I just, how can it take away my healing? Because I've decided to make it my living. You know, I, right. I just think it's really a terrible state of affairs. But every pharmaceutical rep in the world can get paid huge commissions for selling the pharmaceuticals to doctors and telling them what those pharmaceuticals do. Right. Well, Dawn, in, in relative, relative to your comments, I understand maybe why sometimes they want to, how would I say, throw disclaimers in the testimonials. Mm-hmm. Because we don't know that, you know, that cured your cancer. It could have been divine intervention. It could be the church group that was praying in your general direction. It could have been the poison they're putting in the water that killed the cancer too. Who knows what it might have been. But you know what? You should be able to at least state that this is what I think happened. I maybe might not be able to prove it medically, but this is what I think happened, or this is what happened to me, and who knows? And maybe it was church groups, and maybe it was, can- and maybe it was poison in the water, or whatever, but you should still be able to say it. And then people listening should be able to take that information, like with Dr. Kathy on the earlier call, be able to kind of just weigh it out and make their own decisions. It's their body. They can make those decisions. But to take the ability for you to be able to say that away, I think, is just violently wrong. You're here. Totally agree. Yeah, it reminds totally agree. me of, you remember the, uh, who was the guy, uh, was it Gillette? You know, I loved it so much, I bought the company. <laughs> you remember that yep. old that? Old ad? It's like, yep, yep. you know, I mean, how how is that any different? And you know what, Don? Back to back to you. I think I have. I, a, I think I have a right to be able to hear you say whatever it is that you want to say, and then make my own decision. She's either spot on. I got to try that because maybe whatever she did worked, or maybe she's kooky, one way or another. But to say that I don't even have the right to be able to hear that as well, just a lot of this stuff just doesn't make any sense. 
I'm really not sure. So are we still on a free speech radio station? I keep forgetting. I keep we, like... we, we are, from what I hear, we are. Okay, all right. And <laughs> just, I just, just wasn't sure. Like, I don't know if I should be quiet when I say those things, you know, like... I don't either. Coming? You know, Peter, I'm the last person who knows when I should talk or shut up. Right. right. I know. Jeez. What the heck? What you the know, heck? and I've got I've got people listening, going, "Oh, well, somebody put a put a plug in her." <laughs> so I do my best. I do. Now, now um, Scott, back back to uh, what's so great about MLM? Cause I, think, <laughs> I think that's where we were going. One of, one of the things about MLM that I really like, and I know you touched base on it again or touched base on it before, but you kind of related when we talk about income disclosures, I always think about franchising. And the franchises you mentioned that kind of went out of business, well, a lot of businesses go out of business because they run out of money and they don't know what they're doing. Um, it's pretty hard to run out of money in a lot of the network marketing companies because most of the capital that you would use to get the mon- to get this started could be reasonable. Now we always say goof and greed, you know the double G's. They are going to always get you in trouble. The you know goofy and greedy is if you say, well, if I could do this with five hundred dollars, just imagine what I'd be able to do with five hundred thousand dollars. So that might be a little bit on the goofy and the greedy side. But realistically, almost anybody at any level, if they really wanted to, could probably get started at a network marketing venture and try out their own failure rate, as opposed to not everybody can buy a Quiznos, a Domino's, a McDonald's, a a house cleaning franchise of a name brand. So talk about that. Right, absolutely. And this is one of the things I've said before about uh, one of the great things about network marketing is, um, is the ability to succeed or fail on a small scale, right? Um, I mean, as you, as you said, there's, I mean, hardly a network marketing company around that you can't get into for, you know, for, uh, there's very few of them that require any more than, you know, than two or $300, and most of them don't require that. I mean, it's and it's it seems to only be, you know, the, the energy ones seem to be the ones that, uh, that seem to still be driving these $400 sign-up fees, and I think some of them are getting ready to get in, you know, have some challenges with that because there's some players that aren't requiring that. There's some that are now free that are doing purely off of a uh, you know off of referral programs. So, point is is that you know if if you're looking at network marketing opportunity that's costing a lot of money to get into, and, and and unless you are just totally convinced that that is the one fantastic perfect opportunity, yeah, you, know, you really ought to look at some other things because yeah, you don't need to put your life savings into this. Um, there's uh, there's hardly one around that costs more than you know than twenty or thirty bucks just to keep the 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 you know your your site and your back office and stuff operational. Like you know, what business doesn't spend twenty bucks a month on on office supplies, <laughs> right? Much um, less just you know, I mean, you, you're going to spend a fraction of that just in you're going to spend you know a half that just in hosting just to have a website for any business so um yeah it, 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 keep it um you know succeed or fail on a small scale and and uh you know find what's working and then expand do more of what's working um innovate what's not what's not working and you know don't be um you know you don't have to be in a rush that you've got to I mean, I mean, if you're out of work and you're going, well, I'm put, I'm going all in on this, then well, that may be a different situation. But in most cases, you know, you're not in a situation of I have to make this work by the end of the month, because um, again, you're just not putting that much money into it. Um, 
And uh, yeah, so so experiment, innovate, and and keep testing. You know, keep testing it, and uh, and you know, keep at it. I mean, that's it's uh, that's one of the, I think that one of the biggest one of the biggest lessons of this is you know you're going to hear it time and time again, but is persistence. It's the same as true in 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 any entrepreneurship. I mean, the only difference between a successful entrepreneur and a failed entrepreneur is that the failed entrepreneur. Uh, you know, it fell down one more time than he got up. <laughs> and the successful entrepreneur uh, has gotten up every single time they fall on. That's it. Excellent. And I think we're right approaching our time for Axel to spin some records. So I guess, Axel, go ahead. <laughs> Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. And welcome back to the Dash Radio Show. You've got Don, Peter, and Scott here talking about MLM. And, uh, you know, Sophia Pullmeyer just wrote to me, and uh, I'm going to share because I don't know if she's going to call in, but she said, you know, don't lowball the cost of MLM either because people will treat it like it's a hobby and think that just buying business cards is taking them over budget, you know. And, and that's one of the huge failures in MLM is that people don't realize that they have to, and I'm going to use the I word, invest in their business um you know you have to invest in any business that you get involved in and i think that it's just really a disastrous thing just like telling people that they don't have to sell to be successful in mlm it is a lie telling them that they don't need to put some money and some effort and some time real money real effort and real time into their business succeeding i mean I got to tell you, the Dash Radio costs me money, and it doesn't make money out of the gate. It costs money out of the gate. Every business that any entrepreneur will embark in, I don't care who is doing the lying, they're lying if they're telling you that there's no money involved, you know? It's like right. somebody's got to pay for the electricity, somebody's got to pay for the Internet, somebody's got to pay for the phones, and somebody's got to pay for the computers, and somebody's got to pay, everybody has got to pay. So whether you already have stuff and you're already paying for it or if you have to go out and get it, you know, you might have most of what you need for a business to succeed, but that doesn't mean that you have everything. And it certainly doesn't mean that it was all geared and focused towards that business until now. So everything, if it's going to succeed, requires an investment of time, money, resources. It requires it. And if you're not willing to go ahead and pour water on the seeds and make sure that the plant is in sunshine and take it out of the bad elements and bring it inside and put it under a lamp and tend to it and take care and nurture, it's not going to grow. It's going to die. Unless and it's a fungus. Unless it's a fungus. Unless it's a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so there's all, there's all different ways of doing stuff. You're either going to work with your head or you're going to work with your wallet and the other people's heads and other people's wallets or a combination of everything. There, there's probably been great examples of people that got started on shoestring budgets and are now, like, super successful, and people that started with multi-million-dollar investments, and they went completely broke. They never got the thing off the ground. That's the great thing about network marketing. You pick your path. You, you choose how you want to succeed or fail, which I think is great. It's like the best thing that ever happened. Scott, talk to us about geography. There used to be limitations to someone's business maybe based on geography. So now what? Well, that's so, that, that's so very true. I mean, it used to definitely be that um, that this business was a face-to-face business. And there are still people and companies who uh, I think would you know prefer for it to be that way, but the reality is that um, – uh, we, you know, that relationships are are made and broken uh, online all the time, and in just every bit as true in business as it is in uh, in romance. Um, that you know, you you can build strong, meaningful, trusted relationships online. I mean, I mean take Don and me. I mean, it, it, we went from only having met each other online. To I'm staying out at uh, you know at our family's farm out in Connecticut when I go up to you know go up there. That was that was literally the first time we met face to face was me showing up at her house. Mm-hmm. So um, so you know and that was seven years ago, eight years ago. So um, you know yeah, you absolutely can build these you know build these close strong relationships. Uh, online and you know generally no longer constrained by geography. That's particularly interesting when you're talking about some of these some of these things where some of these businesses where uh, like the electric you know the the, elect, uh, the electricity companies that may only be doing business in certain states. Well, guess what? Just because you're not just because your state doesn't have Ambit or North American Power or Momentus or whoever doesn't mean that you can't. Um, doesn't mean that you can't start uh, actually, you know, building a team and, and succeeding with that company. Uh, you know, even uh, and and the potential, I mean, the huge potential. I'll tell you, you know, you know the people who are making, you know, who the people who are just absolutely the people I know who have just absolutely blown things up in internet marketing. I mean, in network marketing um, lately have been the people who were. There and ready to go in and help launch when their company went into a new country. I mean, imagine being the first. I mean, and it doesn't even matter how big the company is. I mean, imagine just being there and being the person who, you know, you hear that your company is going to be opening in Nigeria or, you know, Uzbekistan or, or you know, Europe or whatever, and. You know, you don't even start pitching it. You just start building the relationships for three to four months in advance, and you know you're ready to go when you know when the time is right. Those are the people I know. You know, some of the people I've met who have been, you know, who have become multimillionaires were people who they were doing okay with their U.S. business, and then they were there and ready to go open up a, another market when the time when that market opened up. Right. Absolutely. You know, um, Sophia, she's 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 going to not call in, and she's going to let me do this for her. So she, <laughs> she writes, people don't know what they need to do, and that's why it's so important that people in MLM need to find a good mentor. 
if people are left up to just do whatever they want to do, they're probably going to do the same thing over and over that has not worked in the past. So people typically need a strong system, and they need they need somebody that they can hang on to. And and you and I have talked about that in in the past, Scott. You know, um, anybody you know anybody can open up an MLM. They can go ahead and. They can say they've got one. It doesn't mean that they have software behind them, right? It doesn't mean that they have anything. Right. You know, the, it's really a very scary time because it, it's wonderful that anybody can go ahead and get their music seen. Anybody can see, have their business funded with Kickstarter. Anybody can go ahead and, 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 and really the playing field has become really leveled. But when it comes down to MLM, anybody can put up a web page and say they have a comp plan. And anybody can say that they've got a company. It doesn't mean they do, okay? It just means that they can say it. So, you know, and then anybody can go ahead and say that it's a du- easily duplicatable system, but that doesn't mean it's easily duplicatable. And and so every single aspect of this industry, I mean, people don't seem to take it as seriously that, as if they were spending $75,000 on an In-N-Out burger, right? But when it comes right, right down to it, we have to. You know, if you're going to stay, because when, in, in MLM, you know, and I, I'm talking to a company owner right now who has a really neat program because he's got franchise capability, he's got the machine. So if you're not into franchising, you don't want to have a shop, you can go ahead and buy the machines and put them anywhere. If you don't want to do that, you can do MLM, okay? So he really has taken care to have all three aspects, and it's a publicly held company. Really neat model. I'm checking it out further. I'll probably have him come on here and talk about his his, his thing. Now, he went to Japan. And he launched first in Japan. And he, they went nuts in Japan. And then he gets wiped out by a tsunami. Now he's going to come back and he's going to do stuff over here and he's going to launch here. And, you know, you listen to people's stories. People don't – it's really interesting because Peter and I have always talked about this since we got together. It's a very, very interesting, um, I would say, a battle, really, between the field and the company. And and in the multi-level marketing industry, it's it's a really distinguished battle. It's like um, the 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 field always thinks that it's the field, and you know everything should be for the field, and you got to protect the field because there's really lousy and corrupt companies, and there are, and there there are lousy and corrupt companies. There are people who put up a website and say there's a company, they'll take all your money and they'll hightail it. Um, and that's been where the network marketing industry has really taken their hits. And then there's the side of the companies who are good companies, but they're protecting against corrupt distributors, people who are, you know, really corrupt. They'll build an organization and then they'll exile everybody out. Or there's people who will pretend to be a good distributor. And mind you, you know, they're going ahead and they're unloading the safe into the truck, you know. (laughs) You know, I was with a company that was being stolen from, from everywhere, between the MasterCard and Visa fraud that was coming through the customer portal to the distributors who were, you know, fraudulently taking the signature stamp and writing, you know, bad bad um, cashier's checks for $30,000 a pop. I mean, everywhere this guy turned, he was being robbed. Um, so it's really, it's such a challenge to find a great company, to find, a, like, when an honest person who has or desires to be truly skilled, you know, is, and they come earnestly to find a true company that they can believe in, and they finally find that perfect company. It's a match made in heaven, you know. But you got to kiss a lot of prince. Uh, got a lot of frogs, right? In both directions, <laughs> right. I think. Both the companies and the affiliates have to kiss a lot of toads till they find their right. prince. <laughs> right. 
You know, Sorry, you know, I went off thing, on a tangent. I do that. You know, one no one thing I want to bring up with that. It kind of, and this is gonna may seem like a kind of a, you know, a, a a little bit of a strange segue. But one of the things to, um, I think one of the things, key things I think to remember is in in terms of you know that dynamic of the, you know, field versus the company. Um, for for all the talk about the you know criticism that people make about about the money being in the recruiting right and mm-hmm. and the real money being in the recruiting not in the retail sales companies may you know may bias their comp plan that way some companies do but the fact of the matter is is that in 99 cases out of 100 the company makes money on the retail sales mhm that's the truth. The company makes money on the retail sales. Almost every company I have ever looked at, you sit there and you look at the fast start bonuses that they're paying out and the team bonuses, they're, all the recruiting bonuses they're paying out, they're losing money hand over fist on the bonuses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, the companies are not making money off of recruiting. The companies are making money off of retail sales. Now, it may be, in, you know, some of the money may be from distributors who are buying the product, and that gets into that whole area of, you know, that seems to be kind of where the FTC is harping on right now is are people buying the product because they like the product or are they buying it just to participate in the in the income opportunity? But, you know, still ultimately, you know, uh, it's been a long time since companies were making it off of or training or anything like that. I mean, so it's still... Ultimately, um, you know, if the company is incentivizing recruiting, they're incentivizing recruiting so that more people are buying products. And so ultimately, in the end, the field and the company have the same goal, which is to sell more of the product. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I completely concur with that. And uh you know, this hour has flown by, Scott. We're going to have you back on. So um, we're going to figure out exactly when we're going to be dragging Scott, kicking and screaming back on for his next show. Um, <laughs> in the meantime, thank you so much for being such a fantastic guest always and uh, for being part of what we're doing here at The Dash. We just love you to pieces. And um, I don't know where Peter went, but Peter. Peter's here. No, Peter's oh, here. Oh, Peter's here. I, okay, I don't know where, cool. this, where this hour went. I mean. I know. I, I'm floored. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to go. This sucks. But, okay, so we will be back shortly with Scott Allen, and uh, guys, we'll be here tomorrow night. Peter and I will be talking about stuff like we do on Tuesday, so we'll see you here at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for sharing your time and your space with us at The Dash. We love you. And um, make sure you get on over to the bla- the the blash the dash radio dot com, and uh, check out the posts and the articles that are coming up this week are fantastic. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon. <laughs>